I love you, man. I love you too, bud. I love you, dude. I love you, bro, Montana. I love you, Holmes. I love you, Broseph Quiggles. I love you, Machacha. I love you, Tico Brohe. Welcome back, everyone, to the I Love You Man podcast. It's been a couple months. If you guys forgot, this is Preston, and across from me is Ramon. What's up, man? You guys are loyal. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, and thanks to all of you guys. We did a little giveaway with Ampersand, so thanks to all of you um, who participated in that. And also, if this is your first time listening to a, a newer episode, thanks for tuning in. Um, but with us today, we have two dudes. We have Matt and Will from Tioga Ty- Sequoia Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. Cheers, boys. Let's Cheers get a cheer. Cheers. Cheers for having <laughs> there us you on. guys. Yeah, and the first episode. Yeah, first episode of the new season. Um, some things have changed. We have a camera now, so you can see us drinking instead of listening to us drinking. Um, so if you're watching that, hello. Um, <laughs> but Ramon, why don't first you know, off, yeah, with the question. I mean, if you're a first time listener, this is something you'll get used to. It's the quesadilla gorilla question of the episode. Oh yeah. There we go. So every every episode, we like to come out with a random question, and typically, you know, it makes sense to let these people know ahead of time what it is, so they prepare their answer but you know it's way better just to make them think on the seat of their pants totally. but first off yeah don't forget any location whether you find yourself in Visalia or the one in fresno mm-hmm. you mention our podcast you get 10 percent off so oh, if you like cool. saving money which if you're a functional human with a brain that works i think you fall under that category yeah. um make sure to mention us you get a good discount but for the whole table you randomly scored a day off two days off screw it two days off and it's this time of year i'm going to put it in the winter time you have time for a day trip to go somewhere. Where are you going? We live in a great opportunity to be able to go multiple places in a realistic day trip time. You're going to the Bay. You're going to L.A. You're going to the mountains. Why? Uh, I guess I'll start off with that. This is Will. Um, I would probably go to San Luis Obispo, actually. I actually just got back from a trip over there a couple weeks ago, and that was great going there for a few days. I love going over there for, one, the breweries, if that sounds kind of... Cliche, but it's not um, cliche. A man knows what he wants. I respect it. Um, And while we were there, I went with um, my new fiance, um, and we actually I proposed to her over there. Oh, shouts out! Matt actually helped me out with that a lot, and one of our other friends too, Tony Bags. So, well, congrats, dude! Thank you. How's it feel? I mean, honestly, like we're both just kind of still in this moment, like this, <laughs> yeah, and we're trying not to think about like That's what how much weddings me. cost. So, oh. <laughs> we're having fun. Yeah, don't um, research that. But yeah, going over to Slow was really cool. Checking out uh, Central Coast Brewing, Libertine Brewing, um, and then also hitting up some really good coffee shops while I was there. Avila or Pismo? If you're going to go to a beach on that day, which one do you go to? People get hardcore about it sometimes, so that's what I had to know. Honestly, as far as like going to the beach, we weren't so much focused on that. Like when we went there, we went to Osa, um, went to oh, a I state park um, yeah. as well, and we just kind of like seeing everything we don't we're not so much like we want to be on the beach yeah, like in it. the sand and everything we're just like yeah let's get go over and relax easier than most yeah my vacations only last like two days so <laughs> okay. like, that's the max i can do for a trip all right matt your turn so uh, for myself if just going back to like the three options that you guys threw out yeah. and just kind of my preference would be uh san francisco area mainly berkeley Ooh. to me that's the least drag of a drive yeah. up to and back Yes, and, I definitely agree. Yeah, whether you're going there to visit friends or beer or just a concert, whatever, it's you can find fun. Totally. There's always something to do there. Yeah. Um, that L.A. drive kills it. That's right. Once you get yeah. to L.A., there's so much to do. Mm-hmm. But that part up until the Grapevine, 
Yeah. It's easily one of the most boring things in the whole world. <laughs> yeah, and I have a friend that lives in Silver Lake, and we went to a show in Anaheim once, and just that short drive just totally killed the whole trip. Yeah, yeah. that's what it does. <laughs> yeah. And then thinking about it while you're there, yeah. and you know that that's coming back, that trip home, you're like, I still got to do that BS drive. Yeah. Dude, that grapevine. And coming back I'm okay down, with that. That's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, because you know like you're halfway to wherever you want to go. Yeah, and it's fun <laughs> going downhill, too. Um, I'll answer next. It's a close one. But probably, I'm with Will on this one. I go to, I always go to Pismo Beach, and I try to uh, surf anytime I can. Not right now though, because winter the waves sort of suck. It's a little blown out. But I love just going to slow, especially with all their breweries now. It's you can go down any street and find a, a good beer. So that's my new one. I I want to take a few days next time. I have some days off and just go visit all the different breweries for sure. But uh, I, I frequent Pismo a lot. I used to go at least like once a month. It's it's a quick, easy drive. Except mm-hmm. they always get you on that freaking uh, that two lane straightaway. Oh, I've oh, gotten yeah. multiple tickets. Yeah, it's like a, I swear, like it's driving puberty to get a ticket on that that straightaway. <laughs> yeah. Like it just happens, and it's so open, you can see a cop, but it just gets you every single time. Oh yep. yeah, no one's around, dude. I've had a cop like go in the opposite direction, like. Yeah, like, turn around. They're like I extra didn't think they did that. extra good at what they're doing out there because it happened to my dad once to where he pulled my dad over and a car behind us. Mm-hmm. So he did the classic dual pullover, which I didn't know existed until yeah, that, that time. Yeah, that happened to me on that same road. For me though, Yosemite. I'm just we don't get real winters here, so any chance I get to go explore actual snow and right. real cold, yeah. I just love it. And I just think that I always think of that first time you get out of that tunnel at Yosemite, you see half dome and just the whole valley. Mm-hmm. It's just insane. I do get motion sickness though, so oh, that drive it's, sucks. It's horrendous for someone that gets motion sickness. So it's worth it though. I mean, whatever. You got to go see God's eighth grade art project, and yeah, that's dude. what Yosemite is to me. <laughs> so got to go pay your respects. But I just throw up, and we're good. Everything's fine, guys. I've only been there once, and I've lived in the valley my entire life. That's disrespectful. I've only gone once too. It, it kind of looks like photos, but you're just actually there. <laughs> yeah, that's a heavy way. statement right there. Dang. If we do any sort of preview, like that's it right there. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like photos, but you're there. Yeah. Yeah, you got to work for a tourist company with that, honestly. <laughs> Smells different, you know, the, it feels different, but looks the same. Yeah. Scratch and sniff, we talked about it earlier. Yeah. I think your guys' half dome can needs to be able to smell like Yosemite. Right. Ooh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Figure it out, guys. Microbrewery. Get the microbrewery. You heard it here first. <laughs> so, for someone who doesn't really know much about Tiger Sequoia, how long have you guys been around now? So, the brewery itself is coming up on 12 years, I believe. Okay. Um, Downtown presence, we're coming up on eight-ish years. Okay. Yeah, so the the product was actually founded before we had the brewery. We did contracting. We had a product out in the market, and then we took some time to figure out the right building, the right equipment. Gotcha. And then, you know, once that, then we bought more buildings to do a tap room and storage and barrel aging. So it's been a very incremental growth, but it's... The whole time, I thought the age was the same. So... I'm already caught off guard right off the bat. Yeah. I thought it was there. I thought you guys were in the business as long as the physical building was there. So mm-hmm. you were you guys selling the beer at other locations before the actual brewery was there downtown? Correct. Damn. Okay. So who was the first one to give you guys a chance? Do you know that? As far as... Who who sold you guys first? Like, obviously, it's a place that kind of sold Tioga first. So, I mean, that that's just a little bit before my time. But I, I just... I mean, I even remember back in 2000... 11 2010 area um just going around town and finding general sherman and something like half dome on tap tamarack 
So, yeah. I mean, it was just a lot of very grassroots, like, hey, mm. we're local, we're small, try this out. But uh, I don't know who the first, lo- you know, location okay, I'm always curious like, who gave the big break, but yeah. um, specifically yeah. to your guys' roles, though, just so we knock that out, too. What mm-hmm. is, Matt, what's your role? And then, obviously, Will, you can explain yours as well. So, with us being a small company, I do have a lot of roles, but my specific title is taproom manager. Okay. So, anything that happens within the gates of the beer garden, that's mainly what I try to... Uh, present well to people which is my favorite place to go and just drink beer because that place is awesome you're outside you're indoors as well um mm-hmm. you guys still do pub quiz there too yeah every wednesday dang yeah, and we just added the indoor kind of the we've been using the indoor room a lot more that has like heated and it has air conditioning in yeah there too. and well like one time i went you guys had it was like a almost just like a vendors can set up there and like mm-hmm. like like a art hop type thing yep um but it's so versatile and then mm. just the big old Jenga and all the game boards and stuff. Especially during summer, it's just my jam. <laughs> Massive Jenga is a must in those situations. Yeah. You don't play it. If someone had a, the regular size Jenga at home, yeah. no one would touch it. Yeah. But as soon as you get the obnoxiously large one in mm-hmm. a public place and alcohol's involved, I don't know why. People just love it at that point. It, that one almost gets suspenseful because it'll go certain days where it's not being used and there'll be one night where it's consistently being used and you just see people with the tension, the people around them getting involved. <laughs> yeah, get all you know, excited. The, the awing, the gasping, and then when it finally does fall. It's, it's super just, loud and everyone's it's like... <laughs> dead silent and that's all you hear is that crash. All I, th- I always think it's going to hurt somebody one of these days. Every place that I've seen it, like if it's someone that's stupid and does it early on when it's really it's an epic tower, yeah. I feel like you know with, that, with people drinking, Someone's going to be in the wrong side, and they're going to get hit. Mm-hmm. Come in and slide kick. With yeah, the exactly. Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Will. What about you? So my role is a little, as far as like kind of expansive, as far as what I do. Um, I started as a bar back. Uh, Matt hired me on um, in March, and I've just kind of been wanting to learn more. So I started kind of moving up by doing the brewery tours yeah. um, the first Sunday of every month, and then I started doing events like brew fest, um, steal the glass events at bars, okay. stuff like that. Um, so I'm kind of split between working in the beer garden, working, doing tours, um, also doing sales and then also doing events as well. Yeah. It's sort of like a constant or consistent theme we've seen with local business owners. Like, yeah, you might have a name to your position, but you actually do 20 different things. (laughs) Yeah. My official, I think title is brand ambassador. Just okay. I mean, I like that because it applies to literally every single position that exists in any company. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because you're a representation of the brand. (laughs) What's the biggest event that you've been able to be a part of? Um, I mean, Fres, yes, as far as the biggest event. um, That's probably the biggest one I've ever been a part of. Last year, we had 12,000 people roll through in one day. Yeah. If I'm wrong, then correct me. 12 Um, to 15, but after 10, you lose count. Yeah. After 10, you're just like, oh my gosh, kegs. You got to move kegs. Yeah. but yeah, even this year, it's on the 23rd, and we're gearing up for that, and that's definitely been the biggest event I've been a part of. But I've taken trips like to Sacramento to get, sell beer up there. I've been able to do some events here locally, some brew fests, and it's been a lot of fun kind of sharing the brand and sharing what this company's vision is. It's the 23rd of this month? Oh, sorry, of March. Uh, oh, 23rd okay. I was going to say, damn, that's coming up Yeah, quick. we do it um, every March. That's one of our biggest events, and then our other big event is in October every year. That's for Fulton Street Party, which is gotcha. like the reopening of Fulton Street kind of anniversary party. Oh, okay. I heard I went Fres Yes last year for the first time, um, and it was like the same day as the soccer game, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was just like the ultimate day. It was perfect. We went down there. For a few hours, then you go to the soccer game. Um, but I'm definitely going back this year. But no, it was like the streets were jam packed. I remember. Yeah. I think I waited 30 minutes for a beer, and you can get two max. I'm like, all right, 
my wife that doesn't drink beer, I sent her in there. Yeah, I grabbed out on this yeah. opportunity. Yeah, so, but no, it was a great time, and all the food trucks too. It was dope. I feel like you guys are kind of like the pioneers, though, as in the I don't want to call the original believers, but like the ones who are standing strong and believing in downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of businesses are sourced there, or were sourced there. Did you ever feel a point where? Maybe you thought, okay, this isn't going to happen. I don't think people are catching on. Since you've been there, obviously you've been there a long time, Matt. Mm-hmm. Was there a point where you kind of had a fear where it's like maybe people aren't going to start coming downtown for stuff? Or you think slowly it's incrementally been increasing as popularity over the years? It's definitely a destination. That is something that you'll – if you look at interviews of us and different people in Tioga, downtown is a destination. It's not necessarily where people just naturally exist. Yeah. And that is something that we do want to change. And it's like, even though there is an apartment complex two blocks from us that has 50 units, we might have five or six people from that complex that come over to gotcha. us. Granted, we would love to have, you know, more complexes like that to get more people. You're not going to get everybody. Yeah. So that's what everybody's talking about with, we need more people downtown and eventually they'll, everybody will have their own clicks of places they go to. As far as ourselves, in the beginning, it was tough. There was days where there would be no customers, and you're just kind of open waiting, and you know you would close early that one day, and that's when you get the one Yelp review. Hey, I went by at 10 o'clock. Yeah, and we were actually closed. You know, <laughs> So it, there was a lot of tough things in the beginning, and we've gotten to a place to where we, if we throw tacos, brews, and jams or art hop, there will be people. They yeah. will come out. Yeah. And, you know, It's taken a while. Not everybody has that luxury or uh, – that timeline to be able to see it through. And uh, we've seen a lot of businesses come and go, but now we find they have a good mix of places down there that are going to thrive. Yeah. And like there was what a new brewery that just opened up Friday. Zach's Zach's. I still haven't been there yet, but I've heard like the venue is amazing. You got to go check it out. It's awesome. So is that the goal for there to just speak? Cause I've heard somewhere at the ale trail, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And is that still like a plan that's uh, in fruition? Or? So, uh, downtown specifically, we have the Downtown Fresno Partnership. They're kind of overseeing as far as people being informed of what exists in downtown. Gotcha. And if something like a Christmas parade comes up or an ale trail, they're the ones that kind of kickstart those campaigns. Okay. And they kickstarted that just because we do have about five different breweries that are going to be within like a mile radius of each, of each other. Gotcha. So. We want uh, people that stay downtown or come downtown to know what to do. Yeah. Um, as, you know, you guys represent Taiwa Sequoia, um, do you guys always just, like, welcome other breweries as, you know, like, neighbors? Or is it is there ever any, like, oh, they look uh, pretty busy over there. I wonder why they're not coming over here. Is there any of that? We always keep tabs on each other, but mm-hmm. it's, you know... You'll probably see staff members from Tioga drinking at House of Pendragon and Zach's, and you'll see the Zach's people over at us. Yeah. So it's definitely a community, and we want everybody to do well. If we're having Fres, yes, we want Zach's to be open because there's going to be somebody that wants a beer that doesn't want to wait a half hour. Well, yeah. I could probably go to Zach's and get a beer real quick yeah. and still check out what's going on at Fres, yes, food truck-wise and music-wise. Gotcha. So it's that's healthy where competition. We, that's know. where we all come together. I, I think, feel like I mean it. That, sorry, well, go ahead. Oh no, I just feel like that kind of community as well really helps. Kind of like what you were saying, as far as with the downtown, um, kind of like everyone getting down there as well. It's just us being supportive of each other mm-hmm. has been really helpful as far as like 
everyone's not going to be like, oh, well, we're going to support you. So that way, like the other business doesn't do well. It's like, no, we encourage you to try everyone's beer because everyone specializes in something different. People are so unnecessarily competitive, too, to where they'll be like, no, dude, I'm Team Tioga. How dare you go to Zach's? (laughs) Like, no, you guys, that's not how you believe. And I love that because you could easily be like. Someone walks in with the Zach shirt, and you're like, oh, sorry, we're all tapped out. Just <laughs> <laughs> closed doors early. Yeah. It, it's There's been literal moments like, you know, asking your neighbor for, like, a cup of sugar. Those have happened to me. I've, I had two employees that started at the house in Pendragon when they opened up across the street, and they, they came to me, and they're just like, hey, dude, we don't even have sponges. And I'm like, yeah, whatever you need, you know. Or yeah. somebody will come across, they're like, hey, we're out of hops. We don't, we're, we're out of grain. We're, we're totally open to that, you know. Gotcha just to help them get by and, you know, if they need something or try, you know, we could trade beer mainly. <laughs> we're, we're into it. Cool. No, that's major good business karma right there. I don't blame you for doing that at all. Mm-hmm. But that that feeling of community, though, I feel like is really prominent in other cities, specifically mm-hmm. like L.A., like we talk about actual brewery. I can't say brewery. brewery. And I noticed you had said it's a struggle. And actual districts that involve the B word. Um <laughs> Like, that's a thing. People go out and just hop between all the different breweries. Oh, my gosh. I'm having a hard time. (laughs) Um, That is established in other places, and I feel like unless you go there, you don't know that it's a thing. So what are the things that you guys are doing, though, to kind of promote that sort of culture? Besides, I actually know. The events, I feel like, kind of play a good role in that because you don't just highlight Mm -hmm. only stuff you do at your brewery, or do you just highlight any beer that... Is just wants to be a part of what you guys are doing. So it, there is definitely times where we, if we know that's like Zach's, like their grand opening, we definitely campaigned, even though our biggest day of the year is rush day. And that was their first day. We just said, Hey, check them out. Gotcha. You know, we want people to know that. And with ABC laws, it's legal for us to promote other breweries, not necessarily alcohol establishments. So it, it's not that we don't prefer one over the other. It's just, we can promote other breweries and we gotcha. will, we'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean the mural also behind Tioga, I mean on the, one of the walls it has the brewery district mural as yeah. well. And we're kind of hoping that eventually it's honest with a lot oh, of yeah, more I breweries. I remember the first time <laughs> I saw it. Just being the only one there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's kind of what I talk about too. When I do the tours is just, we're trying to make sure that this really is the brewery district and you can hop between everyone, try everyone's beers. Cause you may some, if you're in a six, seven group party, someone may like something from this brewery. Someone yeah. may like a sour from that brewery, or they might want a coffee stout. It's everyone does stuff a little differently. And I think celebrating those differences is what's really unique. And what I liked when I kind of came on to Tayoga was that they celebrated those differences between yeah. everyone. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's um, almost chasing that whole, San Diego is one of the first ones to do it. I feel like just being obviously they have so many people that live down there, but it's like the mecca of like micro microbrewery over a yes. hundred and hundred different breweries. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be so sick to see something like that happen here in Fresno, which I feel like is happening. Maybe not to that amount of breweries, but mm-hmm. to where you can go to a district, walk around. There's ten different breweries all next to each other, um, and there's totally a non-competitive vibe. Unless your ballast point, you sell out to. <laughs> I'm still bitter about that. <laughs> Dude, that was like my first beer that, like, I remember, like, I could just drink this all. Day. Like, it's what got me into IPAs. It was my first, like, you call it your first beer, but I think it was his first love in general. My first love, of <laughs> and beer. so it's the real beer that true I heartbreak. Enjoy drinking, you yeah. know. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember, like, when I first tried beer, I'm like, oh, this is gross, but you just did it because it was a cool thing to do. But mm-hmm. I remember when I had my first uh, sculpin, I was hooked. 
No, we, we all have we all have those moments. I mean, you know, me two thousand nine. I lived in uh, not too far from here, and that what you did was at ten o'clock you walked to the five hundred club because they had three dollar Newcastles and three dollar three dollar Fireballs and two dollar Coors <laughs> that you. That's what you did. It's great that you still remember the dollar amount of each of those. <laughs> yeah. Well, He's like, I got it tatted right here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's you wouldn't go pay $5 for a Sierra Nevada. And the first time you're given one, you're just like, ah, oh, this is too bitter. Why would anybody like this? But yeah. before you know it, you find your sculpin or ballast point or whatever. And then you slowly trade, you know, uh, trail off from other beers. Totally. Yeah. When you get into this field so much, though, do you have to be self-educated or do you guys provide any sort of training? Because I feel like it's an art to know specifically, one, what goes into the craft aspect of creating beer, but also you got to be able to describe something to someone that they don't just think it all tastes the same. So is it more on the going into it? Like I, I'm gonna, I know your story, but you'll probably still need to share it. Getting into Tioga <laughs> for you, I don't know. I mean, did, were you clean shaven when you first got there? Like, did it change you into the bearded man? Uh, no. So <laughs> I've probably looked like I've worked at a brewery the whole time my career. <laughs> okay, good. So you were born for this. Ever yeah. since you were a child, yeah. you had the beard. Okay. Cool. Um, so I mean, it's uh, alcohol was kind of always involved in my family, just recreationally. It wasn't until that I started podcasting or. Um, like, uh, you know, home brewing with my cousin or, you know, getting to know that Tioga was a brewery that existed even before I worked. It was kind of things like that that really brought my interest into it. My first love was always Volkswagens. So I was always very mechanic based. Ah. But, uh, you know, pretty much anything you could do with your hands, beer or cars, that's, that's, that's my forte. <laughs> he says Volkswagen. I'm like, fuck, that's a brewery I didn't know existed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yes. why have I not seen this Volkswagen one on the shelves animals. before? Do you guys have it on tap? Like trying to play like I knew what he was talking about. Uh, was, oh, never mind. Okay, we're good. I do was super happy when we is. had a Christmas card IPA because it had the Volkswagen on there with a the little bus. dog. Oh, really? It caught my eye. I was like, oh, I need that. The thing with uh, this is really going to be a tangent, but I'm curious. Volkswagens, there's that classification with European cars mm-hmm. where repair shops in town always have such a hard time pricing them out like that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you just did repairs on your own? Yeah, I did. Unless it was a transmission rebuild, I I bet I you saved yourself so much money. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's you're, one knowledge I wish I could just tap into. I <laughs> say so you're working on the bug right now. Yeah, I mean, I always have when you when you work on Volkswagens, you always have a project. <laughs> what I feel you, like there's always like a West Folia that needs fixing. You know? Well, yeah. there was uh, there was a small vision for a little bit, and you know, I think it's kind of oh, yeah. backdoored for now. And down it might, the road, we're gonna it do might it. present itself in the future, but mm-hmm. um, precedent come across uh, one on of the Craigslist. bands um, on Craigslist, which every so often I feel like there's one out there that's yep. just being sold. And, yep. you know, who knows? Maybe it's the same one every time and it never gets sold. They just repost <laughs> it just with repost. different pictures. Still yeah. available, guys. Um, yeah, exactly. But he was like, dude, what if we buy this, we fix it up, and then we do podcasts on the go, and we call it the LV van. <laughs> and so in the moment, it was like, oh, right. shit, this is something. How much is it? Tells me, like, never mind. I don't have that money. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was have a you, cheaper one too, yeah. Have you ever owned one of those vans or worked on it before? Um, so I think those things are so sick. I've never owned a camper van. I've always just owned the more, it's like right now I have a 56 truck, I have a 57 oval window bug, and I've owned a laundry list of cars, but I, I don't really, it, I've never really cared for the deluxe models of the campers and stuff like okay, that. To gotcha. me, it's the same thing like you say. It's, yeah. okay, even if you get it for 10 grand, you still have to sink 20 grand into it restoring it. I'd yeah. rather 
buy a more commercial vehicle that it's just, it's made to be a little bit rusty and rough around the edges and you just drive it as is. Gotcha. Yeah. Cars just kill me though. Like they're just always cost involved. <laughs> and it's right. just one of the, I just wish I lived in a city where it was realistic not to have one. Yeah. But then again, those people that do live in those cities complain about like, oh, I don't have a car. And so I don't know how to drive. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. That's a common one. Um, when you first got on board there, Will, did you have to kind of really give yourself some homework? Like when you go home every single day, like study the art of this? Because it's not common knowledge. And maybe I'm, I'm looking too into it. Maybe I think it is bigger than it really is. But whenever I ask people that work at these places about these beers, these descriptions that they decide to throw my way, like really make it sound like it's an art form and that there is a process behind it that I just don't understand. Uh, when I first started on, I mean, I had been going by a couple different times and trying all the different beers as well, but that was before I got hired. And then finally, I think it just came by enough that Matt's like, well, he's here enough, so I guess he could start cleaning <laughs> I feel things. Like there's so many job stories yeah. like that. Um, and so he happened to know people that I already knew, um, so that kind of just got me started. But then once I started on as a barback, I very much like to know everything mm-hmm. about everything when I started at a place, even if it, I don't need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just started learning about all the beers and then I got um, kind of a flight of all the different common stuff, like the beers that we have year round. I was like, you're going to try all these, see what notes that there are in the beers and you're going to kind of learn them and stuff like that as well. I did go through some education. Um, I took some time to actually get um, what's called a Cicerone certification as far as a beer server mm-hmm. certification, which kind of takes you through the history of the beers and some very unique styles that you may never need to know besides that test. Um, like any test that you would have to take. Yeah. And um, But Matt was really helpful, and he took me through the brewery, I think, on my first day and showed me how everything was made, the different styles, and just took me step by step by step on my own private one-person brewery tour um, so that way I could learn everything and kind of learn the notes. And I just kept talking to people, talked to brewers, talked to staff members that already worked in the beer garden, and just kept absorbing more knowledge. And I still do that to this day because I don't claim to know everything. Remain humble. I still feel like I don't know how beer is made. Like, <laughs> Same. I, I we talked to someone the, about like it on here Sam once. Adams commercials, and they're picking up the hops, like, <laughs> smelling them. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I mean, <laughs> even with the four that we have on the table here, when it comes to kind of creating them, like, what can you do differently in the process to make the tasting profile that different to where it justifies uh, its own label and its own name? There is a lot of variables to that. <laughs> and I, I was know that. Say, there's I'm, like I'm so asking much. a loaded question right <laughs> I was now. I say there's so much. So the basics that you have in every beer, which you'll see even like slogans, you have malt or barley or grain, whichever you prefer to call it. There is water, there's yeast, and there are hops. Those are the basic ingredients. You can add adjuncts like coffee or chocolate or marshmallow, whatever you want Peaches. to on top of it. Yeah. Peaches. <laughs> but uh, if you put... Uh, if you basically filter through water, through crushed grains, you pull out sugar. If you put yeast in there, the yeast eats the sugar and it's, uh, it does put out a little bit CO2, but it also mainly puts alcohol. That's its byproduct. Okay. And so you are, that's basically it. (laughs) You know, the beer does get cleaned up or filtered or, you know, yeast gets dumped out, hops get dumped out from the bottom of the tank. And you're more or less just drinking the top half of the tank is what the product okay. you see in the can. Okay. So but, you can really put anything in there. Because I remember I was mm-hmm. drinking a 
like a fire stone and they put like peach rings. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think they actually put the candy peach rings in there or do you think they just it's, like the flavoring? I think that's a descriptor more than peach rings. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is going to get all the, the kids to drink it. You yeah. get more towards San Diego. There probably is a brewery that puts peach rings in there. Yeah. Cause Firestone also like does the Luponic series where mm-hmm. that's what it for was. Those yeah, ones, it was like number 10 or something. So like, like the weird thing about that is, is they actually, those, all those descriptors and flavors, it's from the hops. So the, they don't put actually any fruit or anything mm-hmm. in it. It's just the hops give off different flavor notes, different kind of aromas as well. So gotcha. that's really where a lot of the flavors come from is there are so many different varieties of hops. And do they come from like different locations, which give them yes. different yes. flavors type thing? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so very similar to like coffee. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Like coffee or other people have described it like apples. Apples are very regional. If you know, you, you can grow different styles in different parts of the country. Hops are the same way. If, gotcha. if you try to, you know, if you try to grow Simcoe in Washington, you try to grow it in New Zealand, they're going to taste like two different hops just because of the regions. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, so the, back to the beer thing, what kind of yeast you use and what kind of grains you use kind of will, alter what you have if you have dark roasted grains you'll get the dark color and if you use something like oats or wheat they will never clear out as much as you see a normal ipa okay and uh, like with zorro that's something with corn which you won't typically use in an ipa so there is different ingredients you can use and different yeast to get different taste or appearance gotcha i mean i mean you brought up the zorro i was going to get into that anyway Mm -hmm. um did they approach you guys or that was something like, hey, we should come out with this? So that's something we kind of surprised them with. Okay. The soccer has always been across the street from us, and they were the first ones to reach out to us to be like, hey, we want somewhere to go before and after the game. And that was before they were the Fresno Foxes. They were just... Uh, just Fuego? or yep. Fuego. Okay. Yeah. Fuego. Just Fresno Fuego. And... Um, so now it's a team where people are actually paid to play soccer, not just hoping to get drafted into yeah. a team. Yeah, <laughs> so totally. It's a real deal. But uh, when we signed up or signed with them last year to be like, hey, we're the pre-party and the mm-hmm. post-party, we were just kind of like, we were looking to put out a lager anyways. You guys have always wanted a, a beer because they'd come over and we'd mix our chili beer and a red ale and we'd call it the Fuego Red or Fire Squad oh, Red or something like that. Make those special beer, that secret menu stuff. Yeah, but, <laughs> we, secret menu exists everywhere. I had no idea what that was. Down. And I was like, what are you talking about? You know, they, they totally just like drew something on a napkin and they had like an idea of a recipe and we're just like, what if we came out with this? And it was the branding of the soccer team. It makes sense for Fresno. It is something, you know, it's... A lot of the supporters, they wanted a light beer to drink. Yeah. And so it just kind of all came together at the same time, and it's been a really good selling brand for us. Well, it's good, too, because I feel like the taste profile of that one is going to match more so the masses. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a smaller part of the community that has the uh, palate for like the IPAs and the mm-hmm. more specifically intricate we'll notes. There. But these ones are the ones that, yeah, I know, right? It's a conversion process. I get it. But until they convert, I feel like that's the one that people more appeal to. So that's just like, I feel like it's got to be pretty popular, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's one that we sell. I mean, it's crazy. It's nice and light, especially when we even do a variant um, at the brewery on tap where we have lime in it. It's just people really like the lighter lager. They come in, they're like, 
I don't drink beer. I'm like, okay, but if you drink a beer and they're like Bud Light or Modelo, I'm like, like oh, all right, well, this go. is a nice lighter. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice lighter Mexican lager. Here's this, here's this so water for you. <laughs> as soon as I said a nice lighter Mexican lager, they're like, all right, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, and two, even with the branding, if you look at the actual fox, it has the red eyes. The red eyes actually pay homage to the Fuego. Um, so that's actually where it's paying homage Dude, to the I roots of where it that. comes from. And I'm a pretty big Zorro's fan. I did not know that. When yeah, it's like fake. a slight small detail. So <laughs> you, all their colors, they try to put some stuff on um, as far as like that's background. That's tight. I like subliminal branding like that. And it's cool because now like you guys do the, uh, they have like the coaches interview and stuff over at the brewery, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you see, the, I've seen videos the of pregame like, the, show and stuff like that. Dang. Yeah, and we even do like um, we do special like ticket deals for people to where I buy all my tickets. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, do. You get I mean, a beer with it, so mm-hmm, why not? Mm-hmm. I know it's the same price at the stadium, and we do them for the Grizzlies, we do them for the Zaros, and we do them for the Fresno Monsters as well. So all those teams, we once again go back to supporting downtown and really trying to make sure that people come downtown and also get to check out some good beers as well. What about a blind taste test? Have you guys ever thought about doing that as a contest? <laughs> I always wonder because obviously you can identify the beer just by looking at the label and the branding. Mm-hmm. Do you think you really have people out there that could just by tasting it know what they're drinking? We've done a lot of that internally. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever we have a, if we ever say like our general Sherman IPA, if we've ever heard flack that it's not up to par with the others, we've had staff internally do uh, blind tastings like that just to see if anybody can decode it. And it's, you'll get surprising results where yeah. people are like, that's Sherman. It's not. Dang. Or they prefer a Luponic over a Sherman, and we, then we figure that out why. You know, it's like okay, well, it's a little bit crisp, maybe a little bit less some malt backbone. Okay, you know, there, there's definitely ways that we try to check ourselves, and you know, it's we could do that to people too. If I guess we could give them flights and not mark what it is. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, like the Pepsi Coke challenge is kind yeah. of what drew to my mind. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Like people really identify, like, oh, I'm a Pepsi guy, I'm a Coke guy, but then they taste it, like, I can't yeah. tell the difference. Yeah. Kind of just prove out the ones that actually know what they're doing or not, mm-hmm. and kind of. Just a curious. I always like to see results like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I do that a lot, kind of like with being in like the sales trade and like giving out when I go to like different bars and stuff and I'm giving out stuff. We also do samples sometimes and people are like, Oh well, I don't I don't want another anything different from Blue Moon. It's like, well just try this. I'm sure That's you, see that's sure another example. Get. Yeah, because mm. people have like preconceived notions about certain stuff. And you could hand them something that looks like something they don't like, but you if you cover the actual liquid and give it to them, I'm sure they're like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Oh, Take the, the cover off. Like, oh, this is dark. Why do I like it? Yeah, the amount of testing I've done with just my fa- my mom, like, alone, just giving her, like, random just dark beers. She's like, a lot of alcohol. She's, like, she's like, I don't like dark <laughs> beers. I'm like, try this. It has cocoa and vanilla. And then all of a sudden, like, she buys, like, 12 bottles. I'm like, see, I thought you might like it. <laughs> Converting your mom to alcoholism. I get it. No, no. When, when he mentioned earlier, because I was asking about, like, your pathway, and you're like, oh, yeah, alcohol has been involved in my family for years. And I'm yeah. like, damn, this is getting dark. We're going in there already. <laughs> like, what are we talking about right now? <laughs> but then I realized it's casual. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't yeah. life-altering. I mean, <laughs> I've heard stories of my dad singing Bee Gees karaoke, but, I mean, that's probably <laughs> that's, about See, as... that's life-altering for the better, okay? Yeah. That's probably about the worst I've heard. Yeah, so. no, that's nothing to worry about. We're yeah. good there. <laughs> What's yeah. your guys's favorite current beer that is not from tioga Ooh. I mean, so, can we have that on camera and recording is that okay uh, yeah well yeah i feel like they go missing tomorrow uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh hands down uh, my favorite hop is nelson so pretty much if you tell me this beer has nelson hops that's the one i go for okay. uh, alpine does a real good example of that you could find that at whole foods that'll be a okay. good example of nelson hops but uh, New Glory is really good at that. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Those are two good examples. I won't gotcha. go too too beer nerd on you guys. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so pretty much that's what I that's what I crave and that's what I look out for is that brand Nelson. Okay, so that's a brewery Nelson hop. Hop. It's a hop so, variant. So pretty much what, for him, it's like anything that has the Nelson hop. If he, they say Nelson in it or has a hop, he'll at least try it. Can and you tell if they're lying to you, or like how much? Oh, Nelson in hops in this. Oh, can you drink it, <gasps> mm-hmm. bastard? A little bit, yeah. So, <laughs> so the Alpine Nelson that I mentioned, that one's pretty much just hopped with Nelson. So that gives you a true uh, flavor profile of what it should taste like. Gotcha. And if you get somebody where they bitter the beer with, say, Citra, Simcoe, and then they dry hop with uh, with Nelson, that'll be different. Okay. All right. There are some logistics to it. All right, Will, what about you? Oh, that's hard. Uh, or like a favorite brewery that you're like drinking a lot um, of right I mean, now? not to piggyback, but honestly, I go to Spokeasy like every Monday almost after work. Cause I still haven't gone yet. It's it's a nice just like get some craft beers over there, it's man. The you, get, you get exposed to so many different breweries you'll never find anywhere else. Yeah. Wait, why haven't I heard of this place yet? Spokeasy? I'm late to the party. You yeah. ever heard of Spoke? No. I mean, I'm not an original, like... Well, good thing we're on video, so yeah. people can no. see how wide my eyes yeah. are. Right? Like, <laughs> they they like, see oh the genuine gosh, reaction. Well, educate me and anyone that's watching or listening on what Spokeasy is, because I don't I mean, know. Do you want to give a better description of... It's off of a Sean, right? Yeah, so well, Spokeasy... You have the hat on, so I feel like you should It's in between to... Floridora and McKinley, so closer to the college and the Tower District, if, okay. for a yeah. geographical sense. But it's it's kind of like you walk in, the, the atmosphere is darker, they... You know, it could be a little warm, a little cold in there. So it's a good, app. it's just, it's like something you got to walk into. It's awesome. Okay. But uh, going. they're the people that be like, hey, I had this non-tradable. I want something like that. Or I want something the furthest away from non-tradable. And the bartenders are very knowledgeable. And you have different groups of people. You have everybody that's there sharing beers that they got in trades that cost hundreds of dollars. And you have people that are just, hey, I just got off work. I want a cold one on my way home. Gotcha. But it's, yeah. like he said, you can drop in there every Monday and try something new and different. Okay. It's like the place that a lot of bartenders go once they're done, or a lot of, especially us in the brewery industry, a lot of us meet up. I think yeah, one Monday too. there were us from, there were people from like three or four different breweries that yeah. all just met up there okay. randomly, and we were just like, let's just all And it's got Spokeasy as the name because there's kind of like a bike theme to it, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. so on Matt's hat you can see a little. That's why, bike. yeah, I was kind of trying back to that. It's it's the blending of speakeasy and spoke yeah and, uh, okay. spokes of a bike. Got it. Okay, I just want to make sure that wasn't like some lie someone told me because I'm gullible, or if that was an actual fact. <laughs> no, we wouldn't yeah. do that to you too much. <laughs> Only a little bit. Both owners do love biking, and they do play Tour de France when it's on. So it is. That's yeah. a true it's bike safe fan. To say that it's bike. Yeah. The only other one I know that does that is my younger brother, and he legitimately is really into cycling. Yes, he is. <laughs> and I'll just I'll see like he'll be on break at work and. Uh, he's so intently looking at his phone, and I'm like, oh, what's this guy watching? Like some sort of football or basketball highlights. Nope. And I look over, Biker it's highlights. midway of a 200-mile bike race. Yep. And I'm like, like, how do you get excited at certain points here? I just don't like comprehend it. He's like, no, did you not see that? what he just did right there? <laughs> like, yeah, he passed him. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's yeah, another form of NASCAR. I get what you're saying. There are people that are you know, avidly watching Tour de France every year. Mm-hmm. So you go to Spokeasy, but what beer do you drink there? Currently. Well, they, they rotate because of the specialty kind of nature of Spokeasy. They rotate through different beers gotcha. all the time. So, okay. I mean, last night when I was there, I ended up having a Nelson Dream from New Glory, uh, okay. like he was mentioning. There you go. Um, that one was phenomenal. It was the IPA that they had, and it just wasn't too overpoweringly heavy. It was just yeah. nice, smooth, easy drinking. Um, they have a ton of stuff. They even have ciders, and they have a bottle fridge as well of just 
really specialty stuff that you can go in there and find something and be like, Ooh, I'm going to try that today. Yeah. And so realistically, I'm very trusting. I think since I moved to tech, like started working in the beer industry, I haven't really had a favorite just because I'm always willing to try new things and gotcha. my palate's continually changing. Like I want to say a year ago, I would never have touched an IPA. I thought like a wheat beer was too much, or too yeah. hoppy, but now I'm just like, oh yeah, bring on all the hops or bring on sours yeah, or stouts. Yeah, it's the only thing I drink now. I know you got the double IPA over there. I love it too. I'm into the whole hazy IPA thing. Yeah, that's going on right now. The do haze you, craze. Yeah. That's do you think it, since you've hopped into the industry, you've gained any weight? <laughs> I didn't even mean that. You know, Damn it! Wow. That was wow. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying I see anything. Like, I'm curious. Right. <laughs> Show pun. I'm just curious. Oh, uh. <laughs> now, this is just honestly like I'm asking you a personal like question. If you've noticed personally, I'm not saying that I'm. Seen I mean, that. there's there's been <laughs> that's times. Not what I'm saying. There's been. Uh, <laughs> I was like, you know me personally, so you would no, know the that's difference. Not if what I have. I'm saying no. It was like, um, <laughs> I would say uh, it's it's been interesting to realize. Okay, I've been drinking a lot of beer. I'm gonna have to start uh, realizing I'm gonna need to exercise a little more. Well, or, no, like when I first worked at Starbucks or Dutch, like when you have access to these drinks all oh, the yeah. time. And it's not because, you know, you're just an addict and you have problems. Like, if it's there and it's something it's you can drink, you're just going to have it. Yeah, yeah especially, um, I would say I've gained a little bit, um, I think, with that, being veg- switching over to being vegetarian has okay. helped. So that's like, what I was going to lead into. How other, do you combat that? See, I had, like, a nice adjustment. We and, uh, Chloe and I were talking about it. My fiance, we were just like, okay, like, we're going to go vegetarian. I'm like, perfect. I can eat healthier, but yeah, be able to exactly. drink more beer. It's a perfect yeah, it's balance. It's a good trade-off, for sure. Yeah. Because we had... Um, I forgot his name already from Mad Duck, and he said oh, he yeah, just Alex. drinks more beer than like anybody that he knows. But we looked at the guy, and he was so slim. And we're like, mm-hmm. you talk about the beer, you work in the beer, you say you love it all, but you look like you're just, yeah, how do you keep it off? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> he had no <laughs> legitimate answer for us. Lifting a lot of kegs That's also helps. Okay. Rearranging right. the beer fridge or the storage fridge. Yeah, every Monday so just, when I get that beer order. Beer, yeah, work at a bar, and then you'll just work it all off. Yeah, well, yeah. So, being a so barback's great exercise. <laughs> rush day, our biggest day of the oh, year. God. That involves a lot of footsteps, and my my phone and watch keep track of that. So that's about nine miles I walked Dang. in about a twelve hour period. That's so, legit. So I like that. Uh-huh. working in a bar, you keep your footsteps up. But yeah, he like he said, it's a lot of moderation. You have to you know make sure what you're eating, how much you're working out, and all that stuff. We have our brewers, and they're relatively slim guys. I believe and, it, but uh, it, it's. A lot of that manual labor keeping them in check. Even they probably drink more beer than the beer garden does. But <laughs> that's awesome. off the clock, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. As a coffee lover, my dream and my dream home involves my own personal espresso machine. For guys that really just involve the art of beer, do you guys dream of just having your own multi-tap room in your home, or you want to keep work and home life separate like that? Random, real specific question. <laughs> Random. I just because I legitimately would love to have my own espresso machine one day. I think that'd be so sick. I don't know why people might think it's weird, but that's just me as someone who just really enjoys coffee to be able to do that. So I'm curious if someone that enjoys beer. If you just had like a keg always there, ready to go. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. I mean, sure. I I know I would like that. (laughs) There's always a six pack in my fridge and that's what I always go to. But there's so many bourbon barrel aged stouts that are just stuffed in my garage fridge that I just don't touch because usually it's the last thing I want to go home and do is open a 14% stout. To, I call those personal beer fests. Yeah. That'll put you in your recliner and knock you out. Yeah, you, you wake up to Friendsgiving. It was so, great. Uh, <laughs> so it's, uh, I mean, I've always feared of, uh, you know, because I sell kegs to people that take home, you know, that have their own tap systems at home, and I pride them that that's what they do. I would yeah. rather go to Spoke Easy to get my variety or have beer on draft as far as home. That's just a, you know, hey, a 
you know, I'm going to go work on the car. Or I'm going to do laundry, whatever reason I need to open a six pack. That's, gotcha. that's more my style. Um, curious cause I don't know this, but how far are you guys like location wise selling? You guys are obviously in like central coast area, right? How far do you guys branch out in selling your beer? Well, I guess that would be me. Uh, give me that <laughs> smile. I'll, I'll let you answer that. <laughs> All right. Um, as far as the coast, you know. we actually don't really have too much at the coast. Um, okay. We go as far north as Lodi areas, and those are going to be mostly kind of just more like Save Mart type um, stores gotcha. up there. Um, I did mention I kind of go to Sacramento. That's more for if people hit us up in email, I might take a trip, fill okay. my van up with beer, and say, all right, get in on this. If you're not, then I'm not coming back for another month or two. So <laughs> you're going to have to make it worth it. Yeah. Um, and then as far south as Bakersfield, I actually took a trip there last week, um, talking to some accounts and some places over there. And that's as far as like our distributors, because we work with three different distributors, kind of okay. making sure we can really get all the beer as far as we can in the valley and stuff like that. Yeah, we, we go more east than we... Then we do west. Okay, so that we're, we're, we're in the the forest and different parks. I don't know which one specifically, unfortunately. Yes, but uh, Baker's, Bakersfield, the Lodi is kind of our general blanket with the distributors we have. And like he said, if we cherry pick certain people outside of that area, we try to go out there: Sacramento, L.A., S.F. You'll stuff see like me that. in a T.S. van driving with some beer. <laughs> to say hi. <laughs> yeah. So if you see that van driving around, that's Will. So. Give him an obnoxious. Yeah, most likely. Honk. Given that kind of honk where you're like, did I do something wrong? Or are they saying hi? Yeah. yeah. No, I'll just keep listening to my podcast yeah. and keep driving. <laughs> there we go. Safely podcast take a listener. photo and tag us and we'll know where he's at. Yeah, it's a lot of fun too. Like um, like he mentioned, going into a, one of the places we're obviously in is Yosemite. Mm. Uh, since a lot of our brand um, is based in Yosemite, uh, we went up there during the summer and we participate and volunteer for uh, Yosemite Facelift. Mm-hmm. So we donated some beer for that event as well. Our president and our head brewer ended up um, hiking Half Dome up and back with a video crew in one day. And Dang. he mentioned that to me that we were going to be doing it. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not in shape. That's that. one of the coolest <laughs> I'm, hikes I'm, ever. I, I, you know, it may be, but at the time I had not been in shape enough <laughs> to be ready to do that kind of commitment. You just got to pace yourself. You're good. I, I, I stayed back and talked to people about <laughs> beer for the day, helped out at the event. It was great. Just, I'd rather he said I did what I wanted to I do. I was like, I, I did the brand proud. <laughs> I was like, Maybe didn't go all the way up Half Dome, but I talked about Half Dome all day. <laughs> someone had to do it, okay? Yeah, it's like someone has to, you know, just hang out, talk to people about beer. And just then did somebody a drink a Half Dome on top of Half Dome? Yeah, so he actually, um, he, our president kind of actually took the cans of Half Dome up there gotcha. and took some pictures as well. It's probably one of his favorite things to do. It's, when he goes up to Yosemite, he's kind of the one who does a lot of the really fancy pictures you'll see on our okay. Instagram and stuff like that. Gotcha. Um, either if you see a like brown lab, that's probably his dog. That's in the picture as well. Sante. Sante, yes. what a cool name. He has all yeah. cool ideas for pictures and such. <laughs> I just picture him leaving like just one can up there for that one person who <laughs> climbs the and person. they're like, damn it, I wish I could have a beer. And then they think it's like a mirage, but really it's an actual can of half dome. Hey, it's a better reason to have a can than a bottle. Exactly. They, they find that bottle, they're like, I don't know how to open this. They yeah, find a can, it's that like, would be not the worst hard. thing ever. You get all excited, you're like, wait, how am I going to get it open? Mm-hmm. What's the most creative way you've opened without a bottle opener? Ooh. I've seen the videos of people doing with their mouth. People have all kinds of crazy approaches. So I'm you make curious. me think back to like my fraternity days. Well, yeah, kind of I know. Yeah. You got to draw uh, deep for that. Yeah, I mean, most creative way. I mean, just not nothing really creative. We had this like at the fraternity house. We had a dip on one of the railings, so oh, the yeah. dip was a perfect spot to just kind of hit the um, cap down and pop it off. Damn. So it was just nice and easy. We all needed to just go right there if we couldn't find the bottle opener. Gotcha. Only, That's funny. Only unexperienced people would break it. 
Uh, so I, I just try to find any sort of like this table right here. That'd do it. it just right, there's a little lip that hang. You could just get the yep. cap in there. Yeah. That's so that's that's mainly my thing. Is if I don't, I always have my ring, which is opener. Oh, that's smart. Or I might have a keychain, but if I don't, I'm I thought out. That was the coolest thing. I just look for what's around <laughs> me and that has a surface that I could just wedge a cap and get it popped. I can't do the lighter. I can't do any. What about crazy the freaking things. teeth thing? I feel like someone's uh, always no. ripped their tooth out. With I love that. my teeth too much. Yeah, no, exactly. I can't, That's I can't what I'm risk saying. That. I when I started, I saw him randomly just grab a bottle on top and just like pop it, and I was like, "What the heck?" That's a callous just hand of a mechanic, I was right like, there. Man, yeah. you've been in beer so long. Do that <laughs> yeah. that Volkswagen parts right there coming to life. That's when you know you've made it if you can do that. That's beer puberty right there. Um, so is there anything that you guys have wrap up the episode, want to share about anything upcoming? Um, what's the next big thing for Tioga or beer in general? Cause I want to know too, like what's the next big thing besides hazy, the haze craze or any of the social media tags too, where they can find out you're going to go will or just anything event wise. Um, I guess as far as like, um, our social media, um, on Instagram and Facebook, Tioga Sequoia, um, at Tioga Sequoia. And then for the beer garden, a lot of people don't know to follow the beer garden for a lot of the events at the actual tap room. Um, it's at Tioga beer garden. Um, pretty simple name. I like it. Yeah. We try to make it a little easy, you know, that's the page um, really to go to. If you really want to find out what's going on, like what events, like we have Loteria coming up on the 22nd, which is just fun times with bingo tacos and you know just some good beer and then we got fres yes that's our biggest event coming up in uh march that's going to be on the 23rd so that's the biggest thing that we have going on and we have concerts and such like foggy molly we have oh yeah i heard coming. about that that's huge yeah so march is the usually the month of craziness uh with fres there being yes too, two yeah. big concerts fres yes saint patrick's day all rolled into about like a week and a half span there we go it's going to be a lot of us planning and a lot of us getting kind of together on that kind of stuff as well. Sounds like the perfect time for someone who wants to dive into some craft brewery and spend some time down there. March is your month. That was smooth. You said the word perfectly. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some word exercises, I know, right? Back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, I appreciate you coming out. We always tell people it's obviously I knew you, but coming to a stranger's house in the middle of the night um, to record. Hey, it could just be a podcast. Yeah. Um, we appreciate it. It's, it could be a risk to some, but I appreciate you guys coming out here and talking to us. Oh, it's been a lot yeah. of fun. And if you guys ever want to hear Matt more, you can... Uh, oh, yeah. Plug, oh, yeah. Plug it. Plug it. Plug the podcast. Yeah, plug it. So I do a podcast. <laughs> he sounds so excited about it. <laughs> I'm very humble. I don't like That's to brag good. about That's myself. good. That's good. I like it. I do it, it for you. It's uh, fine. <laughs> so with my brother, Nick, and our friend, Mikey, he has been nice enough for the past six years to let us go to his garage to record... Uh, a podcast called The Perfect Pour. It is, it's kind of Fresno eccentric, but we do talk about beer, uh, craft beer culture, and as well as we do have people that call in with voicemails, which is kind of a show in itself, is people See, calling in that. to talk That's about tight. beer to us. Oh, dang. But, uh, what two a minutes cool element. To just yeah. say your own show. We might steal that idea. Yeah. Yep, write it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you. Um, and to all you listening, welcome back to I Love You Man podcast. Um, if you like what you hear, leave a review. And if you don't, don't leave a review. Don't forget that point. <laughs> Five stars is the only one. thing we take. Um, but thanks for listening. Tune in next week. We'll have a new one for you. And just be nice to one another. We love you guys. See you later. See you guys.